Thank you for coming back, Free Rocky Nation. Today you get to hear Season 2, Episode 6, The Horrors of East Moline, Part 3. Maintenance immediately threw all kinds of broken items at Dad to fix. He either made repairs or rebuilt the parts. Remember the pointless cell door locks that I mentioned? Every day that Dad worked, he worried all day about his unprotected property. From 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., Dad's property just sat there, ripe for the taking. This worry really robbed him of the joy of working again. He loved his job, but he also felt his anxiety weighing heavily upon him at the same time. In Two House on D-Wing, Dad's Sally was a black guy named Ike. He did not play that theft game. After a few days of living with Dad, he told Dad that several guys had approached him, asking Ike to let them rob Dad while Dad was at work. Ike had told them no. The gangs knew to take Ike's words seriously. Crossing Ike would have had drastic consequences. Ike's time at East Moline was short, unfortunately for Dad. Ike went home on August 27, 2019. When Ike's time at East Moline ended, so did his protection of Dad's property. The staff's dislike of Dad grew more evident every day. In addition to the building's disrepair, Dad exposed the extreme heat in the chow hall. Room temperature there measured 115 to 120 degrees during the summer. The chow hall was built with air conditioning, but it could not be used. The chow hall's air conditioner parts had been ripped off and placed on the staff's AC unit for their separate dining room. Anytime the staff's AC units malfunctioned, maintenance just grabbed parts off of the other AC units on the premises, usually the units that would have serviced the inmates. The cell houses were no exception. My dad has always had a Playboy calendar. It was just a generational thing for him, I think. Growing up, he had one in his bedroom and in his work truck. My dad owned one when he was shipped to East Moline Correctional Center. One evening, the cell house lieutenant had walked into the cubicle where my father lived and just took the calendar off dad's desk. He walked out into the hallway and gave it to the wing officer. He told the officer, quote, destroy this, end quote. He refused to respond to or address my father. As he walked out of the building, my father watched the wing officer try to tear the calendar in half. He could not do it. So he folded it into quarters and threw it in the trash. The officer didn't write a ticket, nor did the lieutenant, nor did anyone cite a rule violation. The lieutenant simply took the calendar and the wing officer destroyed it. The next day, my father approached the wing officer during day room time. He requested a shakedown slip. A shakedown slip documents which officers go to which cells and documents what they took from the cell and from whom they took it. The wing officer told dad, quote, the calendar was contraband, end quote. Isn't it interesting that the officer stated this 24 hours later and not when the calendar was actually taken. Did the officer need time to create a story? 
The wing officer informed my father that if my father wanted a shakedown slip, the officer would call down the lieutenant to do it. My father said to the wing officer, quote, make the call. That was a strong armed theft of my property acting under the color of law. Just because you have a badge does not mean you, you can steal from me, end quote. The wing officer made the call while my father stood there. He told the lieutenant that my father wanted a shakedown slip to verify what had happened. When the officer got off the phone, he said, The lieutenant said I had a right to take it. You are not allowed to have it. So if you want a shakedown slip, you will get a ticket. Or you can shut up and get over it. End quote. I have to point out two things. First, my father can only hear the wing officer's side of this phone call. Neither the LT nor the wing officer have cited the rule that my father is allegedly breaking at this point. They are simply calling the calendar contraband. Secondly, isn't it interesting that the wing officer tried to intimidate my father by threatening to bring the lieutenant on the wing, but then the lieutenant wouldn't show? Let's get back to my dad. Dad stood his ground and requested the shakedown slip. The lieutenant provided the shakedown slip and the ticket. Dad couldn't help but feel like the ticket was just a jerk move. As I already said, the East Moline staff work under this mindset that the inmates are supposed to be subservient and never question their actions or policies. With this most recent incident in which my father had refused to, quote, just shut up and take it, end quote, the staff's contempt for him only grew. The calendar incident made waves among the prisoner body. My father decided to fight the ticket. He went to the adjustment committee hearing. Remember the lieutenant that told my dad to, quote, remember his place in society, end quote? Well, that lieutenant served on the adjustment committee. My dad has the best luck, doesn't he? Please note my sarcasm. Dad pleaded his case to beat the ticket. He first produced the IDOC administrative directive stating that a prisoner could order and own the Playboy calendar. He then produced the trust fund account printout to serve as a proof of purchase for the calendar. My dad proved that he had the right to possess the calendar. The adjustment committee had no choice but to order that the ticket be expunged. The calendar was returned to my father still folded and pressed into quarters of course my father could not open it back to its original shape or use it at all the calendar was essentially destroyed my father filed a grievance seeking reimbursement for the cost of the calendar all three levels of idoc staff denied his grievance first the counselor then the grievance officer and warden then finally the springfield administrative review board my father filed a claim in the illinois court of claims in springfield the court of claims stated quote since the calendar was returned to my father he had no claim. A correctional officer could take any property from the prisoner, break it or destroy it, but as long as the officer gave it back, it was no harm, no foul. End quote. Free Rocky Nation, did I blow your mind just then? I should have. Let me relate this to the civilian world in which we find ourselves. For those of us on the outside, imagine, imagine that I went to your home and stole your legally owned vehicle. Then imagine that I wrecked your car and had it towed back to your house. Then you take me to court for vehicular theft and damages to cover the cost of your car. Now, imagine the judge telling you that it's okay that Amanda took your car and wrecked it. After all, she gave it back to you. You have no claim here. Listen to the Free Rocky Nation on Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, and most anywhere you can get your podcast. Email us with your questions, 
comments, or experiences at freerocky at freerockynation.org. Don't forget to visit our blog at freelarryrockyharrisx2.com. Like us on Facebook at Larry Rocky Harris 1959. Buy my dad's books on Amazon. You'll find titles such as Never Ending Nightmare, chronicling his sham trial that brought him this 65-year sentence, 100 Filthy and Raunchy Jailhouse Jokes, 100 More Filthy and Raunchy Jailhouse Jokes, and The Prisoner's Guide to Filing a Winning Grievance.